243. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm Keith. I'm John. And this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right. I got a lot to say today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Same. So, <laughs> so let's, let's just, just get in. Up. Let's yep. get into it. All right. So basically, last time we left off, yo, Jesus is like, kingdom, kingdom of heaven is here. Right. And he starts. Right? Yeah. He he begins his ministry or whatever. He got baptized, the whole nine. And now here he preaches the greatest sermon to ever be preached right. from human lips. Yep. The Sermon on the Mount. You probably heard it before in some shape, form, or fashion. Yep. I remember before I was a Christian, we used to, uh, in my AAU team, before every game, we would pray the Lord's Prayer. Right. And it's like you learn the Lord's Prayer, but you have no idea right, where right, it came right. from, yep. what it's about, or anything like that. Yep. But one of the things that Matthew is trying to do is trying to present Jesus as this teacher. Right. And so the discourse, the entire book of Matthew is structured around these five big blocks of teaching. Yep. And in the five big blocks of teaching, we see that it parallels the Torah. Right. right? It parallels the first five books of the Bible, the yep. law, and Jesus is seen as this greater Moses. Right. Moses was this great teacher in Israel, prophet, priest, and Jesus is even greater. Right. Yep. So one of the things that's going to be important, and I love that you brought that up, Keith, is um, we're basically going to go through the story of the Gospels, or we're going to go through the Gospel story yeah. four times, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Mm -hmm. This stuff that's repeated in all of them, right? Right, right, right. So it's like, for the next four segments of the Gospels, yeah. we could easily say, no, look, Jesus was born, Jesus did ministry, he was rejected, he was put on a cross, and yep. he died. Yep. And it could feel very repetitive. So we're sure. going to spend our time in each book on the things we feel like are unique to this book and this message, right? It's for uh, different but complementary perspectives mm -hmm. on the life of Christ mm -hmm. here on the earth. And basically what that means is that there's going to be certain things that as we work through the books, yeah, that we're just going to skip over in Matthew, right? right. Be be because it's really going to come alive in like Mark, right? Yeah, or so, John, or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 dope. All right, so here in the Sermon on the Mount, one yeah. of the things you got to see at the very beginning, it says, "When he saw the crowds, he went up on the mountain, right? And after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to teach them, saying, "Now, mountains." You could literally do a biblical, like you could trace the theme of mountains throughout the Bible, right? right? You think about uh, Mount Sinai, you think about, uh, you know, Mount Carmel, right. you have this mountain here, you have Calvary where Jesus dies, you have right. Mount, the Mount of Olives, you have Pentecost, like you could literally trace mountains. And it even says that, that God's holy temple dwells at the top of a mountain, we will dwell with him on the mountain forever. Right. Whole other whole other thing. Anyway, he shows himself as, as the new Moses here right. because he goes up the mountain and you don't hear God talk, but right. you hear Jesus, Jesus talk, talk right. right? And so he comes out and he gives the Beatitudes, right? right? Beatitudes, blessed out of poor in spirit, whole nine yards. But the thing he says in the Beatitudes twice is the kingdom of heaven is it's, theirs. Right. And that book ends, right? It kind of brackets yeah. the Beatitudes and it's showing, yo, this up, seemingly upside down kingdom. Right is right side up. Right. And these are the kinds of people that the kingdom belongs to. Right. Yep. And so, yeah, like all throughout, you know, the whole Sermon on the Mount is basically, you know, these ethics that Jesus is going to show us. But no, the this is what the people of God look like here on earth. Dependent. Yeah. Needy. Not yes. trying to do it for themselves. Yes. Right. And so then he's going to go through, uh, there's so much yeah. to get here. And... 
So it's like the framework, right? Matthew 5, 17 through 20. Mm-hmm. I didn't write what Christ is. I didn't come to abolish the law, right. but to fulfill it. I think a picture is best here. All right. When Jesus says this, he's trying to bring the point like, listen, all of the rest of the stuff that y'all heard, mm-hmm. it's it's good stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm not saying that as Christians now, mm-hmm. none of that stuff matters. He's like, I'm actually trying to take this a step further, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like um, a black and white movie, and we've talked about this before. Um, when you watch a black and white movie, yeah. I could say, what color is the table, right? And you would say gray. And I would say, well... Yeah, well, yeah, it's gray here, but really it's this vibrant and this mm. like big, deep brown. Mm. The problem was the equipment that they had at the time couldn't capture the vibrancy of what you see now, right? So mm. they had this process called colorization where they go back yeah. and they fill in the gaps. So now you can see right. what the equipment before couldn't capture. Jesus says, yo, yo, I didn't come to abolish the law right he said no no there were things in the law that you couldn't see because the equipment couldn't capture but now through me i'm going to show the fulfillment of it i'm going to show you the vibrancy that was veiled right yeah yeah, prior to to that yeah man there's two extremes right some people will say that yo christ is uh um expanding the right, law. Right. And we would say, ah, nah, that's a little too far. Yeah. Some would say, oh, Christ is exposing the law. Right. We would say, nah. Nah. We would say he's expositing or expounding right. what's yep. really in it. And so here, he's going to quote from the Ten Commandments. Right. He's going to say, yo, do not murder. Do not commit adultery. He says, yep. you've heard it said, but I say to you. In other words, I'm showing you that it's deeper than this that. This is what it really means. This is what it really means. Right. I'm, listen, Bible tip. Jesus is the best interpreter of the Bible. <laughs> right, 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 right. Do not think you can interpret the Bible better than Jesus. Right. right? He interprets and says, no, murder is really anger. Right? Yeah. And a, and a, murder is really just anger with the hands. Right. Yeah. Right? Adultery is not just sex outside of marriage. It's looking on a woman with lust. Yeah. Right. And so he's going to go and say like, yo, like, this is not just about outward actions. This is really about the heart. You think about the Old Testament. The one of the things that the Old Testament was trying to show was that the law couldn't change the heart. This and I'm so saying. Jesus is showing that here. Yeah. He's like, no, no, no. It's your heart right. that has to be right before God. He's going to get in that to sit. Yeah, yeah. And so he's going to say, no, look, look. Murder is just, uh, it's the tree of a seed of anger planted in the right soil. Amen. Right? Mm, like good, it's bro. like a... Yo, so for all of y'all that think, ah, well, at least I ain't kill nobody. You could. The anger of, like, your anger has not been planted mm. in the type of soil Bro. and nurtured in a way that could lead to that. So Jesus is trying to help folks say, he's not trying to scare them, but he's trying to say, no, no, <laughs> listen, uh, you're actually poor in spirit that you, than you think. Yeah. But once you grasp that, look at what can take place right so the law is not this like so the law is a good leader yeah but it's not a ladder right Mm, so it's mm. like here in atlanta we have marta right and if i want to go to south africa i can get on the marta train and ride south to airport station when i take the marta train as far as it goes i don't get off of the train assuming Mm. i'm in south africa 
I don't get off of the train saying, well, I did as much as I could. Mm. I get off the train to board another vehicle that can yeah. soar to the heights that I need to go to get there. Right. And Jesus is, is saying, so look, no, no, no. The law is not a bad thing. It's a good leader yeah. to take you where you need to go. And where you need to go is me. I'm the ladder that's going to help you sort of these heights. And what's crazy is, bro, like Jesus, listen, listen, listen. God. Like Jesus is so in the text. Like right. he is so drenched. He wrote the Old Testament. <laughs> right. so of course he's so drenched in it. Yeah. So he talks about like, yo, if you got a problem with your brother yep. and you at the altar, he says, yo, yo, go get right with your bro. And then come sacrifice to me. That's right out of Leviticus 6. We talked about it. If you don't believe me, go back and listen to Leviticus 6. And you'll see I said this. He uh-huh. was like, yo, if you go, if you defrauded somebody, robbed somebody. Wait, Leviticus, wait, wait. Yeah, yo, really quick. Yeah. I've got to correct you because it's subtle. He mm. says, bro, if you're at the altar and you ain't even got no beef, but your brother has a problem with, with you. No, no, no. So it's that's not good. like. So I mean, you you can't be content with not. Yo, I don't really have a problem with him. <laughs> it's him that has one with me. He's like, if he has one with you, there's relational turmoil. Oh man, that I don't want. Oh man, go and make things that's right. Good. And so that's different. That's different, bro. <laughs> yeah, and it's like yeah, all of that's in the context of love of neighbor. Right. Jesus mm. is just showing what that looks like yeah. here in this text. Matthew six, super mm. fire. So. Yeah. You know, one of the phrases all throughout the sermon that is constantly repeated is this idea that uh, that the Father who is in heaven. So he's going to yeah. say that your Father who is in heaven, your Father who is in heaven, let your light shine before men so they can see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And he's going to say, you know, heaven, heaven, heaven. He says it all throughout the book. He's bringing the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. He rises from the grave. Matthew 28 gives the disciples a commission. He says, yo, all authority has to be given to me on heaven and on earth. And so here he's going to talk about a ton of things Um about like, you know, the righteous deeds uh, that people would do to be seen by people. Right. But he's like, yo, don't don't practice your righteousness to be seen by other folks. Right. Your father who's in heaven sees them. Yeah. Right. And then he says, whenever you do these things. So in other words, he's not saying don't do them. Nah. He assumes that you will yeah. fast, pray, give to the poor. It's like, of course. Right. But it's like the thing again, the thing is motives. Yeah. Right? What are your motives for doing those things? Right, right, right. That shows who you really are before the Lord. Yeah. And real quick, Matt Hudson has this IG post <laughs> where he like, like self-righteous people is like the caption. Yeah. And he's like on Instagram crying. It's like, I just came to the poor, man. And it's just like hilarious. Yeah. But it's just like, don't do it. Like, yeah, Jesus is saying, just don't do it for IG. You don't have to put it all out there. Yeah. You can do it. And then your father who's in heaven sees. He don't even see. He rewards. He rewards. Listen, There's an incentive. Bro, this is, I say this all the time, and this is biblical warrant for it. God doesn't just see the bad things we do. Mm. He also sees the good things we think will never be rewarded for. I grew up in church where it was like, bro, don't steal cookies. God sees you. Don't watch porn. God, God sees, sees you. you. But nobody ever said, no, like, mm. give to the poor, yo, and don't make a big deal. God sees you, right? Yeah. Pray. God sees you. Fast. God sees you. Mm. And I think, man, one of the ways that we change our heart is through pray, right? I'm poor in spirit. Mm-hmm. I know I don't have this. Mm-hmm. I know that I do want to post on IG so that people can say, look at that. Good job. Look yeah. at John. <laughs> that dude. Yeah, yeah, that's my guy. But uh, in the prayer, Jesus mm-hmm. is like, yo, this is how you pray. 
And it's like, follow the pronouns. Mm-hmm. The first half of the prayer is not me, my, it's God, your, your will be done, your agenda, your. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it situates as we pray, we come and say, God, I want your priorities to uh, trump. Like, I want your presence more than I do your provision. Yeah. Would you set your agenda up on earth and then give me the resources that I need in order to fulfill that? And it's, in praying, asking for God to rearrange the priorities, Mm -hmm. that God actually does rearrange the priorities. And those of us that hunger and thirst for righteousness are filled Mm -hmm. because we look to God for it. Yep, absolutely. And then seven, he's just going to end talking about, you know, uh, you see a log in your brother's, you see a speck in your brother's eye, you don't see the log in your own. And uh, just all these things, man, he just covers the gamut of how we ought to live before right. God. Yeah. Ultimately. Um, he ends with the super scary passage. Yeah. Now everybody who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only those who do the will of my Father in heaven. Then it says this. He finished saying these things. Hold on, wait, wait. But oh. we've got to go back to the start to yeah. grasp that yeah. yeah, yeah, scary passage and remember what he's saying is, no, no, look, the kingdom of God is for those who know their dependents, who know they need me, who That's prioritize right. this relationship. Yeah. At the end, what you have is people that essentially are prioritizing their resume. Mm. So it's people mm. that come to God and say, I got, yeah. here's my LinkedIn link. Come and look at all this <laughs> stuff, stuff that I've I did. Yeah. And what God's saying is, ah, nah, 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 nah. Anybody that knows me, God's saying, Anybody that knows me knows that I hate people that come to me with their spiritual LinkedIn, Mm. that the people that know me don't tell me all the stuff that they've done for me, but they cry out to their need of me. Of me. And that's, so that's what helps us make sense of- The juxtaposition of, yeah, absolutely. No, that's so good. No, I'm glad you you picked that that up and brought that out. Super good. Um, Seven ends the sermon. Yeah. And then he kind of goes into- Matthew 8 and 9 is going to be a cluster of a ton of miracles. Right. Right. And so, you know, Matthew 8, <clears throat> he's going to do like a bunch of miracles in 9. And he's showing that the kingdom of God doesn't just come in word. Right. It comes Indeed. in power. Yeah. Yeah. It comes in deed and power. And man, one of the things we have to realize as Christians, listening to the podcast is fine. Right. Reading the Bible is fine. Right. I love doing this. Yeah. And some of y'all enjoy hearing it. Yeah. But it's like at some point, if we really are bringing the good news of the kingdom to the world, it has to intersect with the real lives of real people who are broken. And we see Jesus do that. Yeah. Right? He heals and shows like, yo, leper, boom, heal. He has this priestly function here. Um, You know, the man whose son was was ill, he heals him with his word. And so it's just like, Jesus shows, man, like- our um, spirituality can't just be all yeah right talk. You know what I'm saying? And so, uh, super good. Last two miracles, super dope. He calms the wind and the waves. Yeah. Uh, or calms the seas, and then he casts the demons out of these pigs. Yeah. And basically, you just see, uh, you know, Jesus having, you know, power over nature. Right. Right. Power and control over things that we don't have control over. Right. Over all circumstances of the world. And that echoes back to Genesis one, where right. God saw that the waters were chaotic and he brought order out of chaos. Jesus does the same thing for us. Yep. And this this chaotic grave that the disciples thought was reserved for them. Yeah. As Jesus goes, cast the demons out and mm. they run into the uh water. 
and drown yeah. Jesus's showing in a symbolic way. Yes. Like, nah, nah, nah. This is a, 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 yo, I'm the Lord of life and death. Mm-hmm. And this, these graves were never meant for y'all, my people. It, it, it was meant for the enemies, the oppressors of our soul. This is the kingdom Satan that I've come to. Yeah, yeah. Set. So, yeah. He's yeah. bringing his kingdom on earth. He is. And he allows us, in the middle of this, he calls people to follow him too. Right. Yep. He allows us to come and bring the kingdom with him. So we will reign with him yeah. forever one day. Amen. God, help us to follow you. Help us to trust you. You've proven that you're trustworthy. Would you excite us? God, fill yes, our hearts God. with excitement as we think about uh, you and your kingdom breaking forth into the world. It's in Jesus' name we pray. 